0: And salutations, everybody. Welcome to the Best Damn Move Related Show on the Planet Earth, the John Campia Show, coming from right here on my YouTube channel. I am, of course, your host, John Campia, and it is an awesome honor and privilege, as it is every day, to have you, our international friends, gather around as we talk about our favorite things in the world, movies, movie news, TV, streaming, all sorts of good things. Joining me here today, Mr. Robert
1: Meyer Burnett. Robert, how are you doing today, sir? John, how could I not be having a wonderful Friday?
0: Oh, that, it is Friday, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I
1: went downstairs. I had my cereal because it's Friday, Friday. I have what? <laughs> oh my Never God. mind. Worst I'm, song. I'm that was a little yeah. Rebecca Black for you. I mean, no,
0: uh, no, I'm like he's he can't be referencing I, Rebecca Black. I was.
1: Oh wow. Sorry. Are um, we gonna get demonetized? Deep cut. I'll tell I you don't what, though. So, not for I that thought one. Of you last yeah. night,
0: I thought of that, so I was sitting in front of my TV, opened up my uh, Google Chromecast thing, right there in the front was like some black pink thing i'm like well robert meyer dude Burnett live be- stream
1: did they do a live oh, stream? oh yeah yes they did
0: <laughs> well i'm glad you get to end off your week on such i just I, you night. know
1: what i i have to temper my black pink love because it's a little creepy and weird really to be honest.
0: <laughs> and you Not if say the and you say it every time <laughs> speaking of creepy it and weird time. sitting right beside robert Hi. meyer Burnett, chris me. Carr is back chris how you doing i'm
2: always creepy and weird i'm great i had a wonderful day at disneyland with my brother i am hella sunburned it was so much fun.
0: I love your shirt, by the Thank way. Thank you. Chris Christopher Walken shirt. Yeah, I a fever. That's money. <laughs> Sitting over there, joining you guys in the live chat today. He'll be in there with you, Mr.
3: Ray Ora. Ray, how you doing? Hey, Chris. Brothers are dope, huh? Brothers are dope. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Brothers are like... <laughs> Way better than sisters, right?
2: (laughs) I mean, I think I'm pretty cool. Depends if
3: your
0: sister has
1: good friends.
4: Sitting beside Robert, running the show today, producer Jonathan Boyko. Jonathan, how you doing? I'm doing good. How's everybody doing on this fine Friday morning?
0: And we are so glad that you guys are joining us here today on this end of the week show. we got a bunch of things to talk about here. And here's how today's going to sh- show is going to go. We're going to start off the first half of the show talking about some predetermined topics. Then in the second half of the show, we're going to take your live comments and questions. How do you get a live comment or question on the show? That's simple. Number one, you got to be watching the show live. Number two, when we get to the end of the main topics, we'll announce that we're opening up the Super Chats. And once we do, that is your cue to start firing in your thoughts, opinions, theories, questions. And we'll address those in the second half of the show. All right, guys, with that all down, we've got a full docket here today, so let's get rolling into it, and we'll start off with this. You know, every once in a while, a movie will come out, and it'll kind of quietly come out, and there'll be some talk about it, positive, negative, whatever, and then all of a sudden, you look at the box office result of it, and you go, what the hell? Jurassic World Dominion is one of those movies, because that movie came out, kind of subdued reaction to it, you know, some people quite enjoyed it, which which is great. A lot of people didn't like it, perfectly fine. But this movie has very quietly gone on to come up just short of a billion dollars. It's made over 970 million dollars at the box office. Like then I remember when I looked at that number, I I don't know why in my head I'm expecting to open up the box office numbers and look at it and see like 650, It's still a good result, but but like just shy of a billion dollars, which is kind of crazy to me. Well, now Universal and Peacock are hoping to parlay that success into streaming success because they have announced that Jurassic World Dominion is now coming to, self a hard time saying it, Peacock. It's coming to Peacock (laughs) on September 2nd. (laughs) Uh, The movie is coming to Peacock and it's going to have some bonus stuff as well. Listen to this. This was in the uh, universal press release that they sent out to me that says fans can also look forward to an all new extended edition featuring 14 extra minutes of the film and an alternate opening. Not an alternate ending, an alternate opening. Uh, In addition to the extended version, the exclusive special edition includes captivating behind-the-scenes content, which is normally my favorite stuff, chronicling the making of the movie from beginning to end, the original short film Battle at Big Rock, which I actually think is really good, and much more for the perfect movie night at home. So, I mean, this thing has had its theatrical run. I mean, there's, there's no universe in the multiverse that you can't qualify jurassic world dominion's performance at the box office is anything but outstandingly successful Mm -hmm. uh regardless of what you might think of the movie Mm -hmm. incredibly successful and that's rolling over to peacock extra features bonus content extended runtime i mean this is the kind of stuff that people kind of want to see movies going to streaming have a lot of the stuff that would traditionally be on physical media absolutely we want to see so rob you see this what do you think of it
1: i think it's great you know if you're a fan of if you're a fan of the film um Getting a new version of it, and fourteen minutes is not just oh it's a add a scene that's a substantial chunk of of movie right there, yeah, so I mean, who knows what happens in those scenes? maybe as long as more people get eaten, I'm good, but I you know and, and adding adding all this extra bonus stuff that's what streaming should be about if if we're not going to get the physical media that we used to get, why not do that? I mean, for fans of the movie, it's a great thing good, good for peacock. What do you think about this, Chris?
2: I mean, my first reaction was 15 more minutes of this masterpiece. Wow.
1: That's cynical.
2: But (laughs) Did you miss me? So, but I I do, I'm interested now, now, though, with all the extra content. I know they're going to pull me back into this. And I'm sitting at home and I already have Peacock, so I might as well watch it. So I think this is great. And I do love that this is what streaming should do. It should have that kind of DVD special feature bonus content aspect to it.
0: Because, look. I may not love this movie, but I love making of stuff Mm -hmm. like I. It doesn't matter how much I don't like the Star Wars prequels. I can watch their making of special features for the rest of my life. I mean, I can watch that stuff. So I love that they've got that stuff on there. Anyway, guys, question is for you. What do you think about this September 2nd? Just a couple of weeks. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion is going to be on Peacock with all this bonus features as well. Are you intrigued by all the bonus stuff? Maybe you don't care at all about it whatsoever. Whatever your guys thoughts are, jump down to the comment section below. And leave those thoughts there. All right, guys. With that down, let's do one more off the top, and that is this. You know, I can't remember, Rob, if it was WandaVision or if it was one of the Mandalorian seasons. But I remember one of those Disney Plus shows, there were rumors going around that there was going to be a surprise bonus episode yes and i can't remember if you guys in the live chat remember which show that was and i remember we we discussed and thought about it's like wow wouldn't that be cool don't know what's gonna happen but how great would that be well i guess netflix was listening to that sort of talk (laughs) because their new hit show sandman they came out of nowhere rob like randy orton with an rko out of nowhere and they (laughs) dropped like is that a
4: good thing (laughs) or (laughs) bad?
0: they they dropped okay they dropped a bonus episode of Sandman that nobody saw coming. And, of course, I knew there would be nobody more excited about this than you. So, so tell everybody about this. What's going on
1: with Dude, this? okay, first of all, now, now uh, I love the Sandman. It's my favorite comic series of all time. And this adaptation of Sandman has been absolutely wonderful. I, I, I am astonished and how faithful it has been to the comics, and the fact that they've adapted it and made it more focused because they had to take some of the DC stuff out. It's been amazing. So the first season of Sandman was 16 issues of the comic. It was Preludes and Nocturnes, and then it was uh, A Doll's House. After it was over, the next thing of Sandman, there are two stories they could adapt for season two, which would be uh, The Dream Country, which is four uh, issues, and then Season of Mists. So I figured, okay, that's what a great second season. Last night I'm I'm I'm, you know, in front of my computer, and somebody tweets out, "They dropped an episode of Sandman." I'm like, and I'm like, the only thing, like it could be, is something from the Dream Country. And I'm like, one of the things I was wondering, are they going to adapt a Dream of a Thousand Cats? I'm
0: because you had been wondering about that, dude. Before you mm-hmm. talked about that on the show, you were so excited about. it.
1: I I go, I go what the, and. That that's the Sandman as a cat (laughs) right there. It's dream as a cat. And I, this is the only comic I ever gave my mother to read. And I'm, I'm John. I swear to God, this, I don't know what this says about me. I started crying. I start watching this and I'm hearing the voices. The animation was beautiful. They made a really interesting choice. That might be controversial that none of the cats mouths move when they speak in English. That would have made it much more complicated uh, to make. Way more complicated. That's what we were <laughs> talking about. Watching
2: yeah. mouth flaps is the most expensive part.
1: I'm watching this, and then it goes into this is about sixteen minutes long, and then it goes into Calliope, which is another. It's, so it's two issues of the dream of the four issue Dream Country story. I swear to God, but at the end of this, I, I, when Dream shows up and, and there's a there's a, a 50-50 shot where Dream jumps down and the 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 this cat are face to face, dude, I lost it. I'm like crying. I couldn't believe what I was watching, and I'm like, now don't I don't give everything about the episode away to people. I've no, no. It. And, and I had oh, tweeted, I had, <laughs> I had tweeted to Neil Gaiman. He actually wrote back to me, tweeted back to me. I go, are you? This was like six months ago or something. And I go, are you going to do a Dream of a Thousand Cats? Like, how would you do that? And he like, he gave some like wink, wink, nudge, nudge response. He didn't say, but but he said he said he was doing it without saying he was doing it. And I, there it is. Like I could. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, dude. And I, I'm like, I can't believe Netflix did this because are they going to do a Midsummer Night's Dream and uh, Facade, which are the other two issues of that? I, I got to tell you, this might have been my favorite thing that happened all summer.
0: Chris, I know you were also excited about this. What yeah. do you think about what they just did here? And and could we see Netflix do more of this? Like if they see like the reaction, that surprise bonus... Yeah
2: well I mean they're already not advertising their shows so they might as well do this (laughs) slide on in there just business as usual I think Great though, I love this because I, I woke up to you all were texting at ten thirty. I go to bed, and so I woke up and was like, "Oh, bubbert because you were so emotional. Oh, I, I was still... so excited for and you. And then Derek Jacobi shows up yeah. in calliope and I'm like, "Oh my when god, I, it's Claudius!" I love him. I am such a huge David Tennant fan. So having him and Charlie Sheen as voices too in the Cats of a Thousand Dreams, I, I'm oh, I'm so excited about I, it. And the animation I, I, looks stunning.
1: I, I can't. I can't even, it was the greatest thing that happened all summer, I swear to God.
0: <laughs> well, guys, question is for you. What do you think about this? And now that Netflix has done it, do you think other streamers like Disney Plus, like Peacock, like HBO, do you think they might take notice of this, maybe think, ah, that could be a fun thing to do? Whatever you guys thought about it, jump down to the comment section below and leave those thoughts there. All right, guys. Before we move into our main topics here today, we're going to take a quick second and thank one of the sponsors of today's video, our friends over at Babel Hey guys, we want to take a second and thank the sponsor of this episode, Babbel. Now, as an Italian, did you guys know my real name is Giovanni? Anyway, as an Italian that doesn't actually speak a lot of Italian, I've always wanted to learn better Italian so I could converse with my Italian relatives. And that's where Babel is a godsend. And for you guys, for all your summer travels or whether you're going abroad or staying domestic and want to immerse yourself in the culture, now is the perfect time to start Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, there's still time to learn a new language before you reach your destination. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson, so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Now, other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German, and others. Right now, you can save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash campia that's babel.com campia for up to 60% off your subscription babel language for life and thank you to our friends at Babel for sponsoring this episode of the john campia show all right guys with that down let's now move into our main topics and how do we select our main topics on the show where well, that's where you guys come in where we need you You guys come up with our main topics. See, whenever you guys come across a big topic issue or story that you guys feel we need to cover as a main topic here on the show, just go anytime, 24-7, over to slash contact. Once you guys get there, you're going to see a form. Fill it out with your topic or question. It's absolutely free. Hit submit, and then maybe, just maybe, you might see your submission featured as a main topic here on The John Show. With that down,
2: Chris. What is our first main topic today? Our first topic comes from Baron Tilson. Hi, John and crew. So, I never heard of the Idris Elba movie Beast until I heard you mention it last week. So, I went to check it out on Thursday night and I had a really good time. It's not winning any Oscars for screenplay or anything like that. But by the time the movie was over, I found myself having to catch my breath a little. Did you have a chance to go see it? And if you did, what did you think of it?
0: All right, thanks a lot for saying that in, Baron. And yeah, I've been kind of excited about this movie. I'm a big, big fan of the Michael Douglas, Val Kilmer movie, The Ghost and the Darkness. It's actually, it's like one of my favorites. I, I love that movie so much about a couple of lions, whatever. And when I saw this, I thought, oh, this is kind of like a take on that a little bit. Didn't get a lot of marketing, didn't get a lot of press. And the last I checked, it had like a 70 something percent. So a good critic rating, but, you know, nothing mind blowing. It didn't get into the 80s or anything like that. So I went to go watch it and I, the, this is how I'll sum it up. The movie absolutely challenges you to stretch what you consider to be believable uh, (laughs) at at several points in the movie while trying to maintain a sense of verisimilitude and realness to it. (laughs) But, oh my God, the tension in this movie, like my buttocks was fatigued. (laughs) By the end of this movie from just being "Ah," like like, (laughs) this lion, who by the way the lion's all CG and could you tell with a discerning eye that this is clearly a CG lion? Yes but I don't know that I've ever seen one done better like for what is not a super high budget film the lions in this look real good like really good especially there's a scene where Charlton copley who of course from district nine who i like very much and he was mad murdoch in the a-team there's a scene where he's actually interacting with a couple of lines, and i'm like like you can tell like when a character even in she hulk right there's a scene where jennifer in her human form hugs bruce in his hulk form and you can sort of tell the yeah it's it's a little but when he's like interacting with these lines i'm like that looks really good like i was really impressed by that but again like the story is kind of it's a basic story right it's ittersalba has two daughters he and his wife had separated and shortly after they separated the, the mom died interselva's ex died now he's trying to reconnect with his daughters he takes them to south africa where he met their mother and uh, they meet up with their old best friend with copley there and They go out onto safari, and things go wrong, of course, which is they always do. And that's basically the premise, and that's it. It's just them trying to survive uh, and get out of there with this lion coming after them. And why is the lion after them? Well, that's one of the things that's going to challenge you
1: to stretch believability a little bit. Uh, Is it like Jaws the Revenge? I was about
0: to say that a little (laughs) bit of Jaws the Revenge in there. uh but still that notwithstanding it's it's a thrilling movie uh, I, again the tension they build up in it is always top-notch as they're playing a little bit of pardon the pun cat and mouse with the lion um you, you're you're like clenching on your seat and by the end of it i was like catching my breath a little bit And it's like yeah listen any the, the person who wrote <laughs> in is absolutely right any academy awards coming in this future no uh, maybe for effects, I don't know. Uh, but for writing and stuff like that, no. But Idris Elba was fantastic in it. That the his the girls who play his daughters are fantastic in it. Uh, I gotta say, is it gonna end up in my top ten of the year? No, but I think you would do well to serve yourself by going out to see if you're looking for something to watch tonight. Whatever, I don't think going to see Beast is
2: going to be a waste of your time at all. I had a good time. Have you had any expectations for this one, Chris? I think this looks really fun. I've been fighting with Logan about this one, where he's like, the more trailers I see for this, the less I get interested in it. And I'm like, I am the exact opposite. I, I won't skip a booking.com commercial because of Idris Elba. I love that man. I think he's so talented and so wonderful. The girls do look incredible in this too. I mean, just the clips we've seen too, including some of the stuff from CinemaCon where they're just like... Just haggard and crying and trying to save their lives and also dealing with poachers and all kinds of things. I think this looks really interesting.
1: Rob, where's your expectation a little bit? Uh, You know what I have to say, like Chris, I really like the trailer. Like you give me an animal attack movie, I'll watch it. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was a kid, there was a movie called Grizzly that came out. It had like this the movie poster has this giant grizzly bear and Day of the Animals, directed by William Girdler, who directed the Manitou. I mean, give me that Kingdom of the Spiders. Oh, insect movies. I guess it's not. And like you, Ghost funny. in the Darkness rules. Yeah, If you guys movie. haven't seen Ghost in the Darkness, it's on Blu-ray. You can borrow it if you and like.
0: People say mis- It's not Ghost in the Darkness. Right. It's the Ghost and the Darkness. And the Darkness. It's, you got to absolutely gotta check and the it darkness. out. Anyway, guys, question is for you. Have you had a chance to run out and see Beast yet? Have you had any interest in it? I, I really do think you'll have a good time if you check it out. Whatever you guys think, jump down to the comment section below. And let us know your thoughts there. Okay, guys. With that down, let's move on to main topic number two. Chris, what is our second main topic today?
2: This one comes from Aiden. Hi, John. Okay, I know this one has been taken with a giant grain of salt and everything. But did you hear the latest rumors going around that the Madam Web plot is basically the plot of Terminator? (laughs) Essentially, a group of Spider Universe heroes team together to protect a young Mary Parker from a bad guy who wants to kill her so Spider-Man will never be born. If true, what do you think of that as a storyline? Thanks and bring on the filthy. Okay, listen, I you know,
0: around here on this show, we very, very rarely will talk about the rumors going around, stuff like that, because 99% of the time they turn out to be BS. But we have talked a little bit about, because we ourselves have heard some whispers. There was some word going around that, um, uh, why am I forgetting uh, severance guy?
2: Adam Scott. Adam, Adam Scott. Scott,
0: thank you. Um, there was some word going around that Adam Scott may be playing a young Ben Parker and stuff like that. And and that um, Eric Roberts's niece, Emma Roberts, was going to be playing like a young Aunt May or whatever. But that was slightly... I, th- this new rumor suggests that that rumor was slightly inaccurate. And the only reason I bring it up here is because you do have to take it with a giant grain of salt. But it does coincide... With some of the whispers I have personally heard before, and so because this rumor kind of lines up in some ways with what I had heard before, and because I think it's at least very, very interesting, I thought it'd be interesting to bring up. So guys, here's the basic gist of it. The idea is this is that Adam Scott is not playing Ben Parker, but rather Richard Parker, and that Emma Roberts is not playing a young aunt May, but rather Mary, who is and Richard and Mary Parker, of course. Like a uh, uh, young Spider Man's parents, right? So, the idea is this we have heard with a lot of the casting, some of the casting rumors suggested one of the actresses is playing Spider Woman, one is playing Spider Girl, I believe. There's uh, several iterations of Madam Webb, and even a few other characters being rumored. Everybody basically in the Spider Man universe, other than Spider Gwen or, you know, Peter Parker himself. So, and remember, we looked at the one production shot image where we saw adam scott and dakota johnson dakota johnson thank you together and they were paramedics in front of an older overturned car and we thought okay so is that just an old car or is that a bit of a period piece well maybe it's a bit of a period piece because the whispers going around are this is that there is a villain who we don't know who it is yet that literally and if this sounds like terminator you're not wrong goes back in time And decides they've had enough of trying to beat Peter Parker, Spider-Man. It it just never works. So they're going to go back in time and they're going to kill Mary Parker to prevent Spider-Man from ever being born. A gaggle of heroes gathers together to go back to stop them so that their buddy, Peter Parker can someday in the future be born and whatever still no Peter in it from what we understand, but maybe Andrew Garfield shows up. I don't know. Hmm. So, I got to say, while that is on its surface, if you look at it just in very plain point form, does that just look like a Terminator kind of ripoff? Yeah. But I would be okay with that. Because this idea for a story in a Sony spider universe that doesn't have Spider-Man to yet directly connect. And I'll tell you what else it would answer the question of for why, about why on earth even do like, we've all been asking the question. Like I've got faith in, in Sony. They've, they've done some good things. They've done some not good, some good things, but I I believe in them. So whatever I'm interested, but we've always been asking the question, why Madam web? Like, I believe the grand total is zero of people in the world who've been asking for a Madam (laughs) web movie. So why, Madam Webb, if, and this is a giant if, and we make no representation that this is actually happening, but if this were real, it answers that question because she becomes the linchpin kind of character in a storyline like that, that you could do that. And so I got to tell you, as Terminator-ish ripoff as it sounds, I'd be lying to you if I didn't tell you that this kind of interests me. And I think this could make for a pretty fun movie. So I don't know, Rob, you hear about this. Let's start with this. The basic even feasibility of it, do you think there's any chance this could be real? And regardless of whether you think it's real or not, do you think there's some potential in a story
1: like this? Well, I think it's crazy. I mean, I, I didn't even know they were making a mad Web movie until this morning. <laughs> no, but but in all honesty, I'm with you. Uh, you know, the, the idea of time travel, you always come across the grandfather paradox, if you went and killed your grandfather, would you would you exist? And if, right. how does that work? So it's not necessarily the Terminator plays into the grandfather paradox. So I don't think it's a rip off of the Terminator as much as it is an examination of the idea of the grandfather paradox, which has been used in many different times. Well, that they I just recently. Umbrella Academy. Umbrella you know, Academy. Recently. Recently. Season, uh, absolutely. So I'm cool with that. This actually interests me. And w- wouldn't it be interesting if in the beginning of the film, I could see Spider-Man. He doesn't exist, you know, and and so or they have Spider Man and he winks out of existence or something.
0: Or Madam Web just kind of appears to a bunch of heroes saying there was a hero. Yeah, who would something have prevented like, all this? I'm in or something.
1: Man. I'm in now that I've come to it grips with prevented the fact this, Morbius. Yeah, they would have I mean,
0: prevented Morbius if only Spider Man had existed.
1: But I I I'm a fan of this idea, and when I when I've heard about this, I I mean it. It's interesting. It makes sense. It's a cool sci-fi story. You bring in all these other heroes. It's a team up story to achieve a goal. I mean, this is classic comic book storytelling. Let, the big I'm
0: question in. though, let me, let me ask this. The big question, because we've been talking about this for a long time, the whole for why, like right. why a Madam Webb, would you have that same kind of ping in your head that I did when I went, you know what? If this was the story, suddenly this makes sense. Does, does it do that yes. for
1: you? I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent. Uh, Absolutely. And, and not only that, this actually makes me look forward to the movie. I want to see it now. Because I was like, uh, like we kept saying, for why? Yeah. I, I had no interest. I couldn't even remember this movie. Every time somebody brought it up, I'm like, they are? And uh, making a Madam Web movie? But this makes sense. And I'm actually now excited. If that's, if, and we don't know this if yes. this is Yeah, true. A giant grain of salt. Yeah. We, we yeah. don't know
3: that this is true hey, whatsoever. Well, can I ask why um, they have to kill the mom? They could just kill that spider. I mean, well, well, they,
2: they do not know, know. From a spider but no no it's harder villains, to find a spider than audience, a baby right we as oh. the
0: audience know that he spider-man got his power from being bit by a radioactive oh. spider. but the villains probably don't know that
1: yeah that's true oh. and i mean there's a lot of
0: spiders but why not just kill the spider i like that yeah, i mean are they that because evil they just want to kill the mom yeah, <laughs> yeah we could kill the spider or, or i know chris you hear about this what do you think
2: this does make more sense to me because madame webb can you know she is beyond dimensions. she can do planetary travel she can uh shapeshift in some dimensions too, like the beyonder so this all makes sense as far as a narrative for it goes i also think it's really interesting to explore spider-man's parents because we constantly talk about ben and may right and richard like there have been a couple iterations right in 1610 he is a geneticist in the 616 we have the spy uh theory mm-hmm. with all of them where uh mary and richard are spies who infiltrate a algerian uh, like syndicate of some sort. And that's why they got got. So I think it's really fun to play with his actual parents and see what you can do there because that's a sandbox we really haven't played in. We constantly revisit the Ben issue, the May issue with great power comes great responsibility. And I think looking at his actual parents is really cool.
0: Now, I, again, I know I've thrown this disclaimer in here four times already, but it's got to be it's said again. Hearsay. This is all like <laughs> rumor and speculation. I, I simply bring it up because it does line up with a couple of things I had heard before, but again we have no idea it could be something else entirely but again the rumor itself does also kind of tie in a bit with that image that we saw with the older car but listen there could be a million other things we're simply saying if this particular um setup was what this movie was going to be it's kind of interesting so yeah. i don't know it's, it's webbing time it's <laughs> it's webbing time damn it instead of morbid time Question is for you guys yeah, <laughs> what do you think about it do you think this rumor could be true but regardless of if you think it's true or not what do you think about the whole context of it do you like the idea of a story like that maybe the actual movie will have elements of that and then be kind of different in other ways whatever you guys think jump down in the comment section below and leave those thoughts there all right guys with that down we're going to take a second now to take take to thank another sponsor of today's episode our friends at upside We want to take a moment and thank the sponsor of this episode, Upside. Guys, from cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really hurts. And that's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anybody who buys groceries, gas, or dines out. With every purchase, you are earning cash back thanks to Upside. And guys, believe me, I know. You hear about apps like this, and it turns out you have 40 or 50 hoops you have to jump through, but believe me... Upside is super easy to use. I know it sounds too good to be true, but it's not. I've used it and it works. Upside is a no-brainer. To get started, download the free Upside app, use my promo code campiashow and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside, check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit card or debit card and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can can earn three times more cash back with Upside. So guys, download the free Upside app and use the promo code CAMPIASHOW to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using the promo code CAMPIASHOW. And thank you to our friends at Upside for sponsoring this episode of the John Campia Show. Okay, guys, with that down, let's move on to main topic number three.
2: Chris, what is our third main topic today? This is from Soham. Hey, John and crew. I love your show, and I always watch it if I have the time. My favorite franchise of all time is the Jurassic franchise. I don't hate any of the movies, and I revisit every movie each year. This year, Jurassic World Dominion came out, and the marketing was making it out to be that this movie is supposed to be the final one. But recently, it's been said by Jurassic Post that the uh, franchise's Averages a billion per movie. Mm-hmm. So my question is: Do you really believe this is the last one, or will there be more on the way? Thanks for bringing on the filthy. All right, thanks a lot for saying that. In, so M and like
0: yes, when they were marketing this film, it was constantly referred to as the final chapter, final chapter. This is it. We're bringing the current cast, which I like, together with the classic cast, which we all love, and this is going to be the final one. Now. Whether or not you loved Jurassic World Dominion or not, again, we were talking a little bit earlier, this thing has been stupidly successful, coming in just shy of a billion dollars, which is, again, nuts, especially when you consider how much of the mixed reaction it got from the critics and the audience and stuff like that, but it still made its money. But again, it was supposed to be the end. Well, now, one of our favorite people in the world around here, Bryce Dallas Howard, Uh, she was being interviewed and kind of asked about this. And she completely doesn't just kind of make it sound like they're doing more, but that more is absolutely already in the plans. Uh, This comes to us from Bryce Dallas Howard, who said the following. It's very sad to say goodbye to something so wonderful, but also I'm very excited for the folks who will carry the Jurassic saga forward, you know, it will be with a largely different cast and all of that, and that's something that is to be celebrated. I know as a fan what I want to see moving forward, and I hope it comes to fruition. I really do. And that, of course, comes to us from the star, of the, the new part of the franchise, Bryce Dallas Howard, of course, also a director in her own right, did some terrific stuff in the Star Wars universe. Okay. On the one hand, the Sonham who wrote in, hey, this franchise is averaging a billion dollars a film. How do you stop? How do you stop? It's a big recognizable IP. Every single, I mean, they're averaging a billion dollars of film, even if this one came in just a little under. The average is over a billion dollars of film they're making. People know the name Jurassic. Yeah, obviously, this one had mixed results, like mixed critic results, mixed audience results, and yet it still almost made a billion dollars. How do you not make another one? I get that. That is totally there, and that is totally legitimate. But at the same time what is there left to do with this like with the Jurassic franchise and and this has nothing to do with with our your own individual perceived quality of dominion but what is there what's left to do how many times can somebody see a dinosaur for the first time and go take off the glass i mean we get it and like what are we going to do next one? At some scene, someone's going to be running down a hallway away from a Velociraptor. Uh-huh.
3: It's going to be space. Then the, the They're going to fast and
0: furious this. <laughs> it's it's kind of like um, Dragon Ball. How many more times can somebody say, Wow. we've never seen power levels like this? Like, how many times <laughs> can that happen? I mean, I just don't know. <laughs> I, actually, I, I throw that shot know. in there because when I went to the theater last night to go see Beast, we ran into our buddies Matt and Ryan oh. there, so, and they were there to see Dragon Ball. So, I, so <laughs> I just threw that in there for their benefit. But, I mean, I get it. So I'm a little bit torn on this, Rob. Your business, billion dollars of film. But at the same time, we've done 18 of these now. And like at what time do you run out of anywhere to go? I don't know. What do you think about this? If you're in that executive suite, do you make more Jurassic movies after this?
1: Yes. Dude, I'm thinking Sea Biscuit, but with dinosaurs.
3: <laughs> oh. You're racing. Dinosaur racing?
1: Yeah, I'm man. Racing oh my God, I mean come on. Be...
0: So Seabiscuit, Biscuit the speed racer uh, I mean, meets uh, Jurassic yeah, Park. Yeah.
1: Or uh, uh, you can either do you could either do like the the the, the boy and his horse or his raptor. You know, and they're racing, or you do the battlefield. We're gonna fight wars with dinosaurs. Now. Exactly,
3: that's what I was gonna say. You know, say. or or there, there's
1: there's many different ways. As long as dinosaurs are eating people, everyone will go to the movies.
2: <laughs> dinosaur I mean, that, with ninjas. Uh,
1: that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I mean, come on, it, it, there there is a, a myriad of possibilities with dinosaurs. Domestication. You do Old Yeller with a dinosaur. Oh my god. I mean, I'm, but I I'm, mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of being half facetious. But think about it. I mean, the first thing that came to my mind: you get Tobey Maguire and you do Sea Biscuit with dinosaurs, man.
4: Oh, I thought you were going to say Spider Raptor. Spider Raptor. <laughs> I mean, hey,
1: you that know. Too. I mean, who's
0: to say? And a also, raptor gets bit by a radioactive prehistoric spider and becomes yeah. a, a super yeah. spider, you know? Or you do Jaws they, with a
1: megalodon, megalodon, or whatever, you know? Done well, But they've already done that, you know, with, with uh, Jason mm-hmm. Sathan. But but that's what I'm thinking. There's so many different ways to go. You now have a world. Of full of dinosaurs where you can take them anywhere you want to go. You the just want somebody it.
2: to like white fang a well, raptor? Well, be like, d- get d- out of here, Clifford
1: the big red raptor. You know, I mean, there's you could
0: go any do you form direction. your own, like, dino Avengers team? And- uh, I mean, I'm telling He's you. Certain dinos that fight crime? <laughs> count me in. Or do you go a Planet of the Apes route where some of the dinos start to become smart? Genetic oh. engineering. And oh. start talking. Oh, like then it's are- the raptors well, that, taking then you, you, then off their the, glasses. What, what if it's the raptors <laughs> taking off their glasses? But well, they the did that. The they did
1: T-Rex. The movie the T-Rex with Whoopi Goldberg I remember that, that. Uh, Jonathan Batul wrote and directed.
2: Well, and then we just on, transition now. into Jim Henson's Dinosaurs, which was one of the greatest television shows of all time. Not the mama. Exactly. And
1: then we do the sitcom, mm-hmm. or, you know, the comedic version. I they mean, I don't know toys. what I was thinking. How did I doubt How this at How did you get this all?
2: so wrong, Campy? Come, <laughs> Come on. on,
1: man. Chris, what do you think about this? I
2: Say this about any franchise, though hasn't it played out? Haven't we done this so many times? Haven't we seen James Bond jump through so many windows? Same thing with like the Bourne in a Come on, right? we want to see
4: this in a movie yeah. right here. That's yeah. there you there go. go. <laughs> That's what I'm I talking about, right there. I watch
2: it. What a the gentleman! Ball, Look at this me. japper fellow.
4: Did you so, know that was a possible image? I just made it up, and there is one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the internet sometimes is great.
4: Just pl- you know,
2: terrifying. Right, just plug it
1: into those AI art. Art things now, you know, you just, oh, yeah. and it, you I get this great book. art. I mean, the ha- screenplays are going to be written that way soon enough. Yeah. I just, you know,
2: I think <laughs> life right will now. find a way. This franchise will keep life going. Will find, find a, a way.
1: way. Jurassic Park movies will find mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I got
0: to ask Ray. You interested in more Jurassic movies? I don't even know. I mean, I know you uh, watched the new one at my house. I mean,
3: if they it gets to the point where they start playing football <laughs> in like a big arena. That would be awesome. Imagine, like, all the earthquakes and stuff after someone gets attacked. No, I mean, if Rob's going to go there, I'm going to go there, too. <laughs> we, we start I would- sending them a space to space. Rollerball to go- with dinosaurs.
1: i mean. Yep. Yep. And not the John McTiernan rollerball, the Norman Jewish 1975 Jonathan E. rollerball. <laughs>
3: No matter what, I'll never get tired of like dinosaurs yeah. if done well on the screen. I'll never get tired of it. So, whatever they throw at us, as long as it's not too ridiculous.
2: Yeah. Well, and as long, as, 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 long it's... as it's not too ridiculous. <laughs> you have to at have... what point <laughs> does it too when ridiculous. I draw the line? You have to ridiculous? You have to go back to Dr. Ian Malcolm. You can think all you want about can you do this, but should you do this? And should you? So, you have to keep putting that story first. As Science, long as the story is. And, and, the about and the I have the such a
1: crush on Bryce Dallas Howard. How cute is she?
2: And I,
0: have I such a crush but she wouldn't be back. Apparently if she wouldn't be
2: back. Yeah. It would
1: be an all new cast. I, so
0: I do like Rob's
3: enough. thought about fighting wars with dinosaurs. Yeah, Let's but that, say, isn't
0: that Dino Wars? Wasn't there? Like, yeah, there's a, all yeah. of things.
3: But we could do it better now, right? Oh, we can do it better now. Yeah. All right, guys.
0: Question is for you. What do you think about this? Apparently they are going to continue to move forward with Jurassic Park movies. We Again, from the business point here. of view, I get it. This franchise averaging a billion dollars a film. On the other hand, it's the same. Unlike James Bond movies or Super, you change up the story every time. This is the same movie every time. I don't know, whatever, whatever you guys think, jump down to the comment section below and leave your thoughts there. All right, guys, with that down, let's move on to main topic number four here, shall we? And this main topic is kind of like an off the top, and that's this. You know, when the pandemic hit, many, many industries, many, many sectors were obviously heavily, heavily hit. Few of which more so than the movie theater industry. Because it's hard to be in business when nobody's coming to your theaters. Nobody's buying your popcorn. Nobody's drinking your sodas. And nobody's sitting in the seats. And for a very long period of time, they were businesses with huge overhead. Because the vast majority of movie theaters lease space. They lease their auditoriums. They lease their space. So they have all the overhead, none of the income. And we saw several movie theaters close their doors, including the around Los Angeles area, the beloved ARC-like cinemas. Yeah. I'm still hurting. Shut their doors. And others did as well. Now, then you had a company like AMC that I'm, I'm very happy they're still around, but let's all be honest, the only reason AMC still exists is because the stock got memed. That's it. That is the only reason they're still in existence. The second largest film exhibitor in the world, Cineworld, which owns Regal Cinemas as well, Uh, They did not have any such benefit of their stock getting memed and being, you know, 1,000% added to the value of the stock. And they don't have Mr. Aaron
1: either, let's face it.
0: Yeah, there's, (laughs) there's that too. And they went through the pandemic and they got hit with gut shot after gut shot after gut shot of financial hardship. And then we come out. Now, here's the thing. The movie theaters have been returning. The movie business has been returning. We've talked about it many, many. Jurassic World made almost a billion dollars. Spider-Man made whatever. Top Gun made over a billion. Doctor Strange. I mean, Doctor Strange. Like, Thor made well over north of $700 million. Like, say that's been coming back. But it didn't change the fact that they went through a very long period of time where they got worse and worse and worse for them, financially speaking. The analogy I have for it is this. you get Somebody gets shot in the stomach. Okay, you stitched it up and stopped the bleeding, but the bullet's still in there, and it's rotting you from the inside. And while they've been on the road to recovery, with the additional burden of the fact that we've now in the kind of middle of this desert where there's no big films opening right now, and not for the immediate future either, that's just yet another punch to an already open gaping wound of an industry that is really on life support again as long as you weren't the beneficiary of a meme stock and so with that the news has come out and jonathan you can bring this up it's in is now filing for bankruptcy and insolvency in the uk and bankruptcy here in the us for bankruptcy protection um and this is a very very hard thing this is the second biggest exhibitor in the world. Now this is, I'm going to read this for a bit because this is pretty key. This comes to us from Variety, who wrote the following. A uh, debt-laden exhibition giant Cineworld is considering bankruptcy after admitting to low admissions, according to reports. The company, which owns Regal Cinemas in the U.S., has hired lawyers, blah, blah, to help represent them in the matter. Cineworld is expected to file Chapter 11, C- Chapter 11 petition in the U.S. and is considering filing an insolvency proceeding in the U.K., the Wall Street Journal said. Cineworld declined to comment when approached by Variety. On Wednesday, Cineworld revealed lower than expected cinema admissions, which could potentially lead to equity dilution, they said. Basically, they're in a situation now where their debts outweigh their assets, and they're going upside down. Now, we bring this up every time it looks like somebody might be filing for bankruptcy. Bankruptcy does not mean they're closed. Bankruptcy means they get protection from debtors for a limited period of time and given the opportunity to restructure, find more financing, all that kind of stuff. It, it will mean it's going to impact them. It's going to impact them, no doubt. But this doesn't suddenly mean that the Regal by you or the Cineworld by you is going to be closed tomorrow, although there is talk that a part of this reorganization and restructuring may result in the closure of up to 100 locations or more, but whether that turns out to be yes or no. Rob, you and I have said for a long time while COVID was going on, while we were coming out, that the effects of the pandemic are not over. Right. And we see that with like the fact that we've got big gaps in release schedules now because, yeah, great. The movie theaters are open now. But remember, production was shut down for like almost two years. So we have not seen the end of the repercussions and the effects. And that's just another situation here. You heard and read about this story this morning. What's your takeaway from it?
1: Well, I mean, look, even now, we're in sort of a, a desert of movies. In In August, there usually was a, a couple of big titles coming out, but we're sort of up until the end of September. Um, there's a few really cool movies coming out in September, like Barbarian and, and and Don't Worry Darling, but there's just not a lot going on right now. And like you pointed out, imagine paying the rent or the lease on those empty theaters for two years times a hundred. I mean, that's an incredible amount of money. I mean, those, these are not venues that are out in the boonies with cheap rents. I mean, these are, these are huge venues, huge costs that they racked up. And, and even with all these hit movies, they weren't able to get out in front of it. I mean, there's probably still paying back rent from two years ago. So this, I mean, this makes sense to me, but, the exhibition business is strong, and as long as you know monkeypox doesn't sweep the, we have we don't have a second, you know pandemic to deal with. But I, I think this is a smart move on their and their part, and I think that the exhibition business is shown to be strong when it's when people are going and when there's product talk, when there's product, and I think that, you know the this the end of this year is looking pretty exciting. I mean things like with Wakanda Forever and. There's a lot of movies, I think, going into the holiday season. I think that the business will be robust, but can they survive?
4: That's the thing. Well, yeah. also, it also mentioned in that article that they will look into equity dilution, which means they're going to issue more stock to raise funds to pay off their debts. Right. And, and but whatever. again, what,
0: that, would be, that would be something that would have to be part of right. a Chapter yeah. 11 restructuring. It would have to get the approval of the shareholders. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a lot of stuff. So again, this, this step of bankruptcy is not R.I.P., mm-hmm. The step of bankruptcy is we're getting protections right now. We need to restructure a lot kind of stuff. But, you know, again, Chris, we see that the effects of the pandemic are still Mm -hmm. very hard. The theatrical industry, the movie industry itself is not completely out of the woods yet. Although we have seen a lot of very, very positive signs recently. You hit one dry patch like this. And that could send you right back to the ER. So what is your takeaway from this?
2: I I do think it's the right move to claim bankruptcy right now. I mean, going into the end of 2021, they had $5 billion worth of debt. And then I believe in July, they secured about a $200 million loan to try to help with some of that hemorrhaging. And while they definitely have seen a resurgence in people coming to the theaters, you're still making up billions of dollars, billions with a B. So I do think they need to start, you know, changing things up, liquidating some assets. Uh, in the chat, they were talking about doing more special theatrical releases to get more people in there, just like we've seen with IMAX doing, you know, the ET releases or things like that. we got to get butts and seats over at Regal, and we've got to really push all of those concessions because we know that's really where the money is.
0: Yeah. And the recovery is great. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Yeah. The, the, the bullet to the stomach thing. Okay. It's yeah. been running away. Infection, infection. Okay. They get you in the hospital. Okay. They start to give you the antibiotics. But then they run out of antibiotics for three weeks. Exactly, You're going to die. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's what's happened here. It's like, okay, the recovery has been great. And then all of a sudden the
2: studios have no product. You've got to really out. do some kind of cool summer thing here then, right? I remember back in Texas, because it's so friggin' hot, they would do all these special theatrical releases just because you want to be indoors. You want to have a nice ice cold soda and be in that cool, cool AC. So I think Regal has a real opportunity here to try to get people to really see their theater as this nice little respite from the rest of the world.
0: Anyway, guys, question is for you. This is unfortunately not surprising to hear. Can they muscle through this? Can they make it to Black Panther? I mean, that, that's mm-hmm. that's really the question, because that Black Panther, is that's going to pull in another billion dollars Absolutely. probably for the industry. What do you guys think about this? What part of the story stands out to you the most? Whatever you guys think, jump down to the comment section below and leave your thoughts there. All right, guys. With that down, we're now going to move on and open up the Super Chats, and we're going to start taking your live comments and questions for the rest of the show. So go ahead and start firing those in now. But before we get to those, you know, Regal might be in a very hairy situation. And if you are, too, you could use our friends at Manscaped. Best one yet. We want to take a second to thank the sponsor of today's video, Manscaped. Now, guys, you know I love Manscaped. You've heard me go on and on about the Lawnmower 4.0 and mm, that body wash. I love it so much. And so we got to ask, guys, have you started your spring cleaning yet? The carpets need cleaning, the drapes need dusting, and your lawn needs mowing, gentlemen. And you guys know Manscaped isn't more than just one product. They have a whole lineup of products to help you guys feeling, smelling, and looking your best. And so Manscaped is proud to present to you the Performance Package 4.0, which is the only tool that you need to keep your boys looking smelling and feeling good this spring now to start off with you get the lawnmower 4.0 guys we have talked about this what is wrong with us why have we for so long been using these terrible tools that were never meant for cutting our hair down there the razor clipper things on our electric razors that's barbaric guys you need the lawnmower 4.0 and then there's the weed whacker you guys have heard our own Ray Ora talk about this thing. he loves using it to get that hair in your nose and the ear hair. And then they offer lots of other stuff like the Crop Preserver. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. The Crop Reviver. It's a spray-on toner for your balls. And of course, they've got the perfect grooming tool for your face with the Plow 2.0, the perfect razor for the finest shave on that face. So guys, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code CAMPEA. That's C-A-M-P-E-A at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the promo code campia at manscaped.com it's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life and thank you to our friends at Manscape for keeping things smooth and cool and for sponsoring this episode of the john campia show you like that i know that you did all right guys with that down let's now move over and start taking your live questions we're going to start with our beloved channel members ray do we got any from uh the yeah channel
3: i didn't think we had any but Two just came in, but first I want to thank uh, Jeff Yerke for gifting five John Campion memberships. And his
1: wife, Mrs. Yerke. Thank
0: you so much, Jeff, for doing that for, your, uh, for the fellow viewers and sponsoring for donating five memberships. That's awesome. Thank you, man.
3: Okay, and we got one from Phil. He says, for the new Jurassic Park series, go along the Star Trek Voyager episode, distant origin route, <laughs> and tell the story of how dinosaurs evolved. Left Earth and established an empire in space.
0: No, that's what really happened to them. <laughs> wow. So a little bit of uh, Iron Sky and Jurassic Park yeah. and Star Trek. And that's I'll a good
3: episode. That's a good
1: episode of Voyager. <laughs>
3: All right. What's next? And then we got one from Jermaine King. He says, Now that John has connections with Ryan Reynolds, can we get Mr. Reynolds to do the Manscaped ads? It would be perfect. It would be perfect. That would be
0: really, really funny. Although, you know, Ryan Reynolds is a busy dude, so I doubt I can uh, get him to do that. I don't know. Maybe I can get him to do one of his own Mint Mobile ads, but I, I don't know that I'd be able to get him to
4: do a mint mean, ad. I mean, that guy's work ethic is like the rocks. I, I, there must be two of them.
0: Yeah. I don't I mean, know. yeah, he's doing a million. Don't forget he's got that Wrexham.
2: He's got Rexum
0: Coming up, that looks really good.
2: Everything with maximum effort productions. And and just a ton of business ventures mm-hmm. he's doing. I like his
0: social media now says part-time actor and business owner.
2: Aw. That, that's his okay. thing yeah, now. Man. That, that's pretty cool. I'm doing my part to support him with all the aviation gin I can buy. All the aviation <laughs> gin. We
0: can and the Age of Adeline is possibly on Possibly consumed.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that's it for the, uh, yep. for the memberships. All right. Let's go over to our Super Chats hey. now. Chris, what do we got? We have some support from Lore Howard. Thank you, Lore. From Nerd News Auto. And then... Oh. From V, thank you so much, uh, James Argenta. Could Disney release a World War Hulk story as an Avengers movie, as Avengers World War Hulk? Also, I think Dragon Ball Z superhero beats Beast at box office.
0: Uh, there is no way any that would hold up in any court anywhere. So, well, you know, technically, Judge, we did call it Avengers. No, no, no. They, they, they would, they would never win that case. Uh, that, that. So, no. The answer to that question is no, unfortunately. All right. What's next?
2: From Jay Bling? Screenplay status update. After my super chat on Tuesday, saying I reached page 50, I was too busy to work on it for two days. I got back to work on it yesterday afternoon and now I'm on page 79. That's the
0: thing. Like you get busy, you move away. Yes, but always try to always be writing. Always be writing. Uh, No, it's ABW. Always (laughs) be writing instead of closing. Uh, Always try to keep that progress going. And don't forget, your first draft is going to be total shit. Mm-hmm. And Send so don't be Rob worried anyways. about that. Then you go back to the beginning. No, and no, check no. It up and all that kind of
1: stuff. Don't don't do that. <laughs> right. But you know the key to screenwriting too is to finish. Yeah. Is to not rewrite until you're done. Get
4: yes, to the end. Yeah. Get
0: to the end. Then go and back. Then go back and, and rewrite. Mm-hmm. Do your revision. All right. What's next?
4: I can only find this first part. So.
2: Oh, uh, part one, so uh, J Master sending in a $20 Super Chat. J Master, thank you, thank you man. Disney just announced the Disney Legends Awards ceremony will be on Friday, September 9th at 10.30 a.m. in Hall D23 and live-streamed on D23's YouTube channel. With 14 new legends, uh, will be honored. This includes, and hopefully we'll, we'll find that. that at some
4: point. I mean, it might, it's way up there, so.
0: Okay, okay. so, so, so we'll, we'll keep So D23 is coming up. It starts Friday, September 9th. I'll be streaming uh, in. September it. 9th, 10th, and 11th, and uh, we will be there some of us. Well okay sorry, two of us will be there. Rob and I will be there, sorry Chris. Oh, start me a smile, uh but friend. we will be there and uh, for all the bombs are dropping when they come on the big panel that's coming on the Saturday of course. All right, what's next? Home eating Cheetos
2: by myself. <laughs> With chopsticks. With chopsticks. So, oh, I lost my mind I was like that's how you eat them. Al Renshaw. Dinosaurs in space! Why not? Not to get too crazy, but have them meet up with Voltron members and the dinosaurs become robots and form the Megazord. How did the dinosaurs become robots? We don't want to
1: get too crazy. Reasons! I love it! Evolution, (laughs) they're Borg.
0: (laughs) Reasons! Borgasaurs. Borgasaurs. I like that. All right, what's next?
2: From Zach Marcello I can't be a crew. Rob, I finally started watching For All Mankind, and man, this show has got me hooked. Mm-hmm. I know after the first eight minutes of episode one, I knew after the first eight minutes of episode one, this is definitely a show for me. Thanks for the rec.
1: Well, Zach, you know, I'm happy to do that. You have to send me money now that I've given you a recommendation. <laughs> what wow. I want now. Actually, you just did with, <laughs> to the, reference uh, with the Super Chats. No, I'm glad you like it. I, I, I mean, Ray, you and I, yep. we, are, we are the biggest fans of Ed Baldwin. I think that exists. And I love that people watch his show.
2: It's great. All right. What's next? From Afreen, Jurassic Solution, go full-blown Planet of the Apes, anthropomorphic dinosaurs that study human fossils visited by an eccentric billionaire dinosaur who's created his human park.
4: Nice! Wow, full circle. I watched that. Wow. but it's going
2: to take us a really long time to kill them. Where it's like, oh no, they're creating greenhouse gases.
3: Ah! No. it like so funny, like the dinosaurs up north. All they eat is vegetables and like smoke weed. Smoke weed. Pitch it. And then the dinosaurs in New Jersey. They have tans and gel, Jurassic gel on their nugs. scales. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Shore. I have no idea. Jurassic Shore Canadians have guess. half heads. Jurassic <laughs> Dank Nugs. They're wearing their <laughs> two. Yeah, Jurassic,
1: the dankest of the Nugs. <laughs> all right, what's next?
2: This is from Josh Kahn. Just finished this week's episode, Making of Arcane and WoW. Animators do not get enough love. I was jaw-dropped at all the steps they take and with zero motion capture. Unreal work. Mm.
0: Oh, no, seriously. What, every once in a while when i look back at how older traditional methods of animation were done i'm amazed like really you you had to do that like literally draw every frame flip page flip page okay mm-hmm. draw next frame it's like it's absolutely insane the way the way that's done i it's like watching light and magic with how they did the effects for star wars it's like yeah, today you're saying, like, "What are you talking about?" Open up After Effects, drop in a composite. Blah, blah, blah. But the way they had to do things is crazy. And I often think about that with animation. And Arcane is beautiful. Oh, Arcane oh is one gosh. of the most beautiful, gorgeous shows. It's still my favorite animated show of all time. Oh, it's beautiful. All right, what's next?
2: From Sin Vendetta, sending in a $20 super chat. Thank you, (laughs) Sin. My personal top eight 2D animated films of all time. Eight, Beauty and the Beast. Seven, A Land Before Time. Six, Aladdin. Five, We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. Four, Robin Hood. Three, An American Tale. Two, The Lion King. And one, The Secret of NIM.
0: I... Love The Secret of Nim.
2: I was not prepared for that film. Oh. My parents were like, what a cute little movie with mice. And I was just <laughs> oh, like, man. Yeah, ah. not so watch much. That.
4: As a kid, I watched Secret of Nim all the time. I
0: I mean, but it's uh, Nicodemus. Mm. That movie is so good. But like right, right the conceit of the film, right from the start. Oh, it's this family, family of little mice where the dad died recently. And like the the, the rats, the, yeah, I mean. All great Superman, animated so. films
2: have dead parents, though. That's
0: pretty much true, it really <laughs> yeah. is. All right,
2: what's next? From Andy Asola, over under 50%, we get our first look at Halla in the, his Blade costume at D23.
0: Under. I mean, I think Marshall would be there. Uh, I, I might guess who he would be there, but it comes out in costume, I don't think so. Like at the last D twenty three where that that I was at, like they dropped all kinds of bombs. Nobody came out in costume or anything like this. So I'm going to go. Not impossible, but I'll go under fifty.
1: I'm with you. I don't think we're going to because they haven't started shooting yet. Yeah, yeah. they're probably still designing right. the costume. Mm-hmm. Maybe. All right. What's next?
2: From Zach Marcello, She Hulk end credit scene was hilarious. I was dying. No,
0: I seriously, I I thought I was going to choke. <laughs> so I seriously good. thought I was going to choke. I like that was so well done. And apparently, every episode has a post credit scene. Yeah. So you know now it's everybody's going to be looking forward to every post credit scene, which is
4: sorely totally missing in their in their their d d uh their d plus shows you know and credit scenes mm-hmm.
0: I know I agree like every time like and the here 's the problem their credits are so long mm-hmm. they're so long, so but you can't risk missing something, so you sit there for like the five six minutes of credits and go. More times than not, you're going okay. There was nothing.
1: Yeah, when you get to the the translations. Yeah, yeah. The translation credits. You're like, oh. Yeah. All right. What's next?
2: From Nash Preds, 99, sending in a dollars super. Thank you, $8. Nash Preds. Go Leafs, go. Please go after the Regal Please go after the Regal CEO the way you did, Adam Aaron. They approved a $284 million bonus for themselves while myself and my employees were furloughed, and no one talks about it. I gave them 22 years of my life. Oh, man. I, wow. First of all, I, I don't know
0: anything about that. I don't know what the specific structure of it was. I don't know if that was already contractual. I don't know about any of that stuff, so I can't comment on what happened there. I was a part of AMC. And I, I just know that in the midst of all that, it, it just—it was such a frustrating thing for me to see. What do they say? Thirty thousand AMC employees got furloughed Someone and laid came. off, lost their income, lost their jobs, and the CEO got. Forgive me if I'm missing the number a bit, but I think like a nine million dollar bonus on top of his already four i mean it's just something's wrong with the bro now as far as the stuff with um how that applies to regal again i i don't know what the scenario was i don't know that this was already part of the contracts i don't like i just don't know i, I don't know so i can't comment on it if i don't know so that's hard but that whole thing about the way movie theaters and the way that industry was hit I mean, and just the, all the people that work there and all that kind of stuff. Again, the movie theater industry wasn't the only industry hit, of course, but it's just the industry that we talk about here. So we totally acknowledge that during the pandemic. I mean, restaurants, dear God, how many restaurants got shut down? Like, I, I know just where I lived in my neighborhood in Burbank, some of mine and Aunt's favorite restaurants are gone and now. bars, too. Bars, gone. restaurants, food, like all that kind of stuff. And obviously our friends who work in the theater industry as well. All right. What's next?
2: From Ra- uh, Raymond Verada, Rob. If BTS can have lolas and aunties in the army, then we will ha- make you an honorary Tito, Uncle. Sincerely, the Titos of Blackpink. All
1: right, Raymond. If that's okay, and no one's going to say anything, I'm in. First <laughs> of all, they're
0: it. not Filipino. <laughs> the, the Blackpink is not no. Filipino. Yeah. They're <laughs> it's a little different.
1: Korean tie, th- you know. Yeah, it is what it is. All right, what's next?
2: From Noah Drayson, Jurassic Moonfall. Oh no, sure. I'm in. <laughs> I get no. I, I just go back
0: to that idea about, okay, to go full Planet of the Apes, it's in the future. Smart dinos have a human park. I can see for the first time, like, a velociraptor going in and seeing, like, Ezra Miller, and then the dino taking off his glasses. Ah, like, that could be something. There could be a movie there. All right, what's next?
2: From Raymond Verrata, your Jurassic musings reminded me of Naomi Novik's Timorale. Timuray series where dragons fought on the British and French sides during the Napoleonic War. It was optioned by Peter Jackson, but didn't push through that.
0: First of all, Raymond, I I've never heard of that. That
2: sounds dope. That
0: sounds
1: super intriguing. Right.
0: Like, I love that. Raymond. That sounds great. Have you ever heard of this? Yeah.
1: And that was there's. Yeah. And I remember when he optioned that, too. But again, it didn't move forward, probably because of mortal engines didn't do well oh yeah mm. mortal engines was such a disappointment i yeah. was so excited for that it just i totally forgot about mortal engines
0: oh god i think everybody did oh it was not good all right what's next
2: from the horny ewok how <laughs> terrifying john i'm seeing weird al september 9th he's performing at our local theater in my little town of Greeley, colorado i'm excited
0: i think ann and i are also seeing weird al in the next couple of weeks, I can't remember when or where, but I know ann has got the ticket. So I and Anne actually, she's like, "You're finally going to meet him," because she bought me a special backstage oh. meet and greet with Weird Al. Oh. That so like I I have run into Weird Al like five times and never had the guts to introduce myself, even like going from a premiere to an after party. We were on the escalator together. He was literally standing on the escalator in front of me, and Anne's like nudging me, saying, Say hi, say hi. I'm like, Oh, no, I don't want to bother him. I'm sure he's a very busy man <laughs> or something like that. Like, oh. I've, I've gone up and talked to Harrison Ford. I could, I've never been able to bring myself to go up and talk to Weird Al. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> weirdest thing. Go All talk right. to him. Yeah. What's next?
2: From Jesse Rod. Hey crew, my question for you guys is if DC comes to you and says, take the keys for the next five years, what stories and characters would you use? Keep on the filthy.
0: Unfortunately, Jesse, that's like a three hour discussion. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's I, that's it, a lot of stuff. I mean, look, honestly, I, there's, there's several potential avenues to go. Mm. I would go the partial reboot route. Uh, I mean, a few years ago, I think it was the time for them to just do a clean slate reboot. There's just too much baggage associated with the dcu at this point like everything from underperforming movies to the whole snyder cut fiasco to you know this is good this isn't good but at this point i mean maybe it is just time look i would do anything to have more henry cavill superman but it might just be time to pull the plug on it clean slate it start again i don't know what what
3: what we're gonna do right
0: you know us three? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bring in Terry McGinnis, baby. It is Friday. You're right. If you need a fine, final bullet to the head to kill off the way things are, bring, <gasps> no. in, bring in Batman Beyond to, to finish it off. <laughs> the 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 unmitigated gall. The unmitigated gall. All right, what's next?
2: From Andy Asola. Johnny talked a while back about a bad experience on the set of Hulk. So do you have any good memories on set? Did you meet any of the actors?
0: Uh, I, listen despite the fact of how a particular assistant director ruined my experience on set of the Hulk. Um, I mean, borderline lawsuit uh, actually, but aside from that, I loved the couple of days I got to spend on the set of the Hulk. I, I, I really, really did. Um, I got to meet the the director, although it's funny because he was laid up pretty good. He had just gotten back from a ski trip and he had broken his leg. Hmm. So he was like hobbling around set on crutches with his leg in this big brace while trying to direct the film at the same time my favorite my favorite night on filming the hulk was the scene where they're at the military base and everybody's running onto the helicopters like it's nighttime and everybody's running onto the helicopters so that was so cool because just being there and they had to do it over and over again where the helicopter has to come flying in and land like 50 feet from us and all that kind of stuff and they had to do it over and over and over again that was a that was a really fun night that was a pretty good <laughs> night anyway all right what's next
2: from Brian O'Neill Singleton, sending in a $20 super chat. Thanks, Thank thanks. you, man. Never have I loved the color green, the first Orion Slave Girls, and now She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Do you <laughs> think that Jennifer's firm will merge with Hogarth's firm, which would allow Luke, Jessica, et cetera, to cross over? are no. on the filthy.
0: No, I don't think they do. Listen, everybody gets really disappointed. And, and by the way, no insider information. This very well could happen. Very well could. I'm not saying it's not. I do not believe that. You know the net the 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 actual Netflix iterations of the characters we saw are going to be the actual ones we get in the MCU. I mean, we've already seen that it's not the same, right? Kingpin does not have superpowers in in Netflix. That's it. That that settles it. It's not the exact same one. They're going to be extremely similar. Uh, and again, Kevin Feige never told me that. I could be wrong about that. Right? We, we'll find out if I'm we are still hoping fine. for Mike Colter, man. But That doesn't mean that they can't be really similar and something like that. But no, do I see that happening? No, this firm is clearly a lot bigger. So um,
1: I don't think so. I don't know. Rob, do you think they will? Uh, You know what? I'm holding out hope because if they're going to have a bunch of cameos, they could do some fun stuff. And I would love to see the defenders show up.
0: Right.
2: Uh, We'll see. We'll find out. And I think a lot of people will be happy if they do. All right. What's next? from stubble mcshave how to make 007 relevant answer is jurassic bond hugo drax will unleash a horde of dinosaurs on the world while he awaits the human extinction on a space station jaws will be reimagined as a t-rex
0: i'm in yeah but i mean I, i do gotta throw in one thing bond has never not been relevant i mean i look at the money that the movies make the bond continues to be relevant so you don't want to, I don't think you want to go too. you have to adjust with the decades, absolutely. But you don't want to go too far, off the,
1: too far off the base on that. Hugo Drax needs more respect. I like it. I'm All right, in.
2: what's next? From seconds from disaster, mutant theory. They've always been there. We haven't heard about them because they've been a part of the stories. We, they haven't been a part of the stories we've followed so far.
0: That would be a huge stretch. That's a huge stretch because you're talking about thousands or millions of super powered beings particularly i mean it depends on how close you stick to what the x-men are the whole idea is around puberty power start to manifest and bad things happen yeah. <laughs> and so the idea that they've just been there over the course of getting close to 40 mcu projects now and we just never heard of them that i don't know rob like to me that is a that's getting that is a stretch and it's getting to be more and
1: more of a stretch i agree I really? Mean, I mean, it's, I think it's... I didn't think you would agree. No, I, I agree. I agree. Now I changed my mind. <laughs> oh, you're right. Right, You've made me change my mind. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. I mean, it is a stretch.
2: All right, what's next? From Rob has a juicy butt. What? Hey, good for you. All right. I don't
0: know what no, that means. All right, I'd next?
2: like to see Rob act in a dirty film. Okay, well, I did. You can like, be on
0: your
4: own. You like, can be
2: but but yes,
0: but they haven't seen it.
1: Big dark No, All
4: like right. a movie about coal miners or something like that. <laughs> like, oh.
1: it, you know, a, a plumbing docu Sissy's the basic and Robert Meyer Burnett, coal miner's daughter. Yeah. too. All right. What's next?
2: From Josh C ninety eight, just rewatched Nightcrawler and it still is amazing. Mm-hmm. Definitely Jake Gyllenhaal's best performance. Want to know what you think of the film overall?
0: Well, it's funny you bring that up because last night I was—I mean, I was up late doing show notes, and so I—I I wanted the—I uh, wanted the community to keep me company, so I jumped onto our community tab and I said, "Hey guys, uh, for the next thirty minutes, I'll do an ask me anything." And like, like two hundred and fifty questions came in, so <laughs> I wasn't quite prepared for that. But one of the questions was, just quick off the top of your head recommendation for a great suspense or thriller. And the first thing that came to my head was Nightcrawler. And so I threw that one in there. I, I love Nightcrawler. I think it's Jake Gyllenhaal's best performance he's great of in his it. life. I he's mean, he's so
1: unhinged, too. I mean, he's Rene Russo's twitchy, incredible in yeah. it. Like,
0: it's just an incredible film. It's an
1: incredible film.
0: And Have you ever seen it, so Chris?
2: Mm-mm. You've never, seen, never Nightcrawler. seen
1: Nightcrawler? It's really good. Oh, you got to watch Nightcrawler.
2: Would you
4: like to borrow my Blu-ray?
2: What would I play it on?
0: You just watch it on a streaming
2: service. Okay, I'm sure,
0: you can
4: find it. Yeah. <laughs> you just spin it in, your, in a circle on your finger really quickly okay. and put it in front oh, of the TV. Oh man, I mean,
0: listen very close. Uh, yeah. can you still put a needle on it, and you get one of those
4: stuff? flashlight
1: lasers. Yeah, you know, as you spin it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next?
2: From Fangblaze seventy one, just finished Daredevil season one and uh, season one and two were good, but damn, season three was amazing. I can't wait for Born Again in the MCU. It, you know, it's a
0: great thing about. It's kind of like the, the original three Indiana Jones films. There's no wrong answer as to which one was the best. I mean, it the all three seasons were so good. The third one was particularly great. I, I mean, I don't know that I'd call the third my favorite, but it was. It was great. Really good. And really, really ninjas. Good. I
2: loved it. And ninjas. And ninjas. All right,
0: ninjas. what's next?
2: Ja'Cory Robertson watched the Stork Derby and learned it's a true story. The well, fuck, Canada? Do you know about this?
0: I have. I have no knowledge of the Stork. Derby
2: just is that like racing to give racing? babies? Like
0: <laughs> who can spread rabies the fastest? Go! No. I I have honestly never heard of it. I have I have no idea.
2: It's just quick it baby drop-offs. It
4: says female residents of Toronto, Ontario, Canada competed produce the most babies in order to I don't know win all the prizes. To produce the, heard the heard most babies within night from 1926 to 36.
0: Oh, okay, so it's not okay. Something from. Well before my parents were the born. The Hudson's Bay yeah.
4: Company presents. Yeah, I have, the I have no, 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 I've never heard of it. John, honest. were you affiliated with this in 1926?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the people need the truth. Back when there was physical media. Uh...
2: <laughs>
1: right. Mm. All right. Wow. Oh, wow. I'm out.
3: What's That's next? It. I'm from gone. Zach Marcello. He's literally abusing us today. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he okay. complained about all that. I, all he said
2: about me was that I'm creepy. And you know what? Fair. So, <laughs> fair. I'm doing fine today. Cool, um, but, but fair. But, but, but I understand. Uh, Zach Marcello. Okay, last one. Just wanted to say how much I appreciate all of you. Oh, oh thank you, exactly. Zach. I've really grown to love you guys. And this is one of the best parts of my day, especially being alone working from home.
0: Well, yeah, listen, dude, I remember... When I first left the corporate gig and started to do my YouTube channel, it, it was just solo. And this was obviously pre-pandemic. So Anne had a job she had to go to every day. And it would be me at home all day, which at first is pretty cool. Walking around in my gitch, which I accidentally got caught on once doing the John Campia show. <laughs> um, so I walk around my gitch all day. But you know what? After a year, I, like it would be, Anne would come home. And I felt bad, too, because Anne would just have a long day at work, right? She'd come home tired. I'm like, I'd be like a puppy. You're home. You're home. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Let's go do something. And Anne's like, "Uh, I just want to sit down for a while, please. I'm like, okay, but then what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So I totally relate with you, man. And now the the situation's reversed. Because ever since COVID, Anne started working from home, and we were both working at home. But then... I opened the office and now I'm not at home now. Anne's the one who's home alone all day, but it's like,
2: Logan and I did that switch too.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh God.
2: He's he much less obnoxious than me, than me though. Cause I'd be like, hi, tell me everything about your day. Tell me every person you met. I haven't <laughs> seen a human <laughs> being did. for seven hours. I'm going to die.
0: <laughs> yeah. It can be rough. So thank you for that, man. It's such a kind message
2: and we're glad to be there as a part of your day. All right. What's next? From Matt Sanders, John, I, Mm, I tried mozzarella sticks oh and sour God. cream. There we go. go. It really and it was really good. Damn yeah. right. I love sour cream, so don't take my word for it, all of you doubters. But it's listen, it's not a coincidence
0: that we're about at a thousand percent. Everybody's reading this and we have tried this and it is glory. I am telling you, mozzarella sticks <sighs> with sour cream. Next time you order an order of sticks, you know what? Don't even say don't bring marinara. Tell them to bring your marinara. That's fine. But say, you know what, can you also bring me a side of sour cream? And with one of your matzo sticks, just try dipping a bit of sour, dipping it into your sour cream. It's a revelation. Yeah, even I love Chef that extra Rigo. Charge. Even <laughs> Chef Rigo had to say when we went into the restaurant the other day, he goes, damn it, Campia. I tried it.
3: Man, it was good. Damn right. Damn right. I'm going to say one thing. If you can find a restaurant that actually has mozzarella stick or whatever place with sour cream on the menu, I will try it. But until then, it's just not.
1: It's just. It just means it's just too weird for every. John has started a whole new trend in restaurants. It's going to be popping up across the you, land. I'll tell no.
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are social media influencers here. It's going to happen. It's another diarrhea influencers. influencers. Boom. <laughs> All right, what's got next? got every,
2: every time it comes up, I go full Sam the Eagle. I'm just like, no. Oh, uh, Jaymaster second part with a fifty dollars super chat. Oh my god! Wow, J-Master. All right, so this is... Um, Setting the
0: context again, what, what, who was he bringing
2: up? What was Oh, that? this
4: was for D23, yes. the awards. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yes, the, the new the re- oh, award these are recipients. The people that are getting awards.
2: So Anthony Anderson, Kristen Bell, Chadwick Boseman, uh, Robert Coltrane, Patrick Dempsey, Robert Price, Bob Foster, uh, Jonathan Groff, Don Han, Josh Gad, Doris Hardoon, Adina Menzel, Chris Monton, Ellen Pompeo, and Tracy Ellis Ross.
1: That's quite a lot. That's a lot of folks. Does that mean that Kristen is going to be there?
2: If Maybe. she's getting a Legends Award, you know probably. What,
1: she, she was at the last D23. I love Christabel.
2: She's incredible. Yeah, she's great.
1: But she's I, so funny. Just, you know, if I could get her from...
0: Idina Mazel was there, mm. too.
1: Um, I love her, too.
0: They actually came out and sang some of the pieces for uh, uh, Frozen 2, uh, which Aww. was really good. So, like, that's that's a really nice lineup. Okay. That's well, so first all, J Masters, let me just say... Thank you so much. I mean, you you're one of our longtime community members, but thank mm-hmm. you so much for supporting us on that level, man. That's incredibly great, and I'll look forward to being there when we see all these yeah. people inducted. That's gonna be great. All right, what's next?
2: From J Master again with Just another twenty dollar super chat. Jay, oh my gosh! From She Hulk director Kat Corio teased uh, uh, during an interview that Episode One sets up multiple projects for the MCU, and head writer Jessica Gao confirmed that Kevin Feige had complete control of Daredevil in the series.
0: I mean, well, let's make no mistake about anything. Kevin Feige has complete control over everything that happens <laughs> in the MCU. It ain't nothing happens in the MCU that he doesn't approve. Um, but I wonder if that comment was made prior, because we found out that episode one was at some point going to be episode eight. Right. And so I wonder if her comment about that might've been when what they originally intended to be the start of the series was. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, but it just makes me wonder mm. about that. Because, man, they made the right decision to launch with that episode. I agree.
1: But that's really interesting. If we get a, another episode that sets up a bunch of stuff in the MCU, I could see that happening. All right. What's next?
2: From Ben Rayner, sending in a $20. Thank secret. you, that, Ben. Been, maybe Madam Web is in the Venom universe and Spider-Man has been disappeared for a while. And this movie will be how they bring Andrew Garfield back into the world and surprise Venom. And surprise, Venom has been an amazing world the whole time.
0: Well, I mean, look, whenever you get into this multiversal bullshit, you can say, well, there's no rules. You can do anything. That That's fine. By the way, if you understand Madam Webb, she doesn't have to be in anybody's universe. She's in all of them. Right. She could be everywhere at all things with, with the threads. She could be <laughs> anywhere she wants to be. So there's that. That being said, the idea of, you know, there is a logic to what you're saying, Ben, because If we go back to that theory that this is going to be about what if Peter was never born and Madam Web shows up and talks to a bunch of characters, maybe even in Venom's universe where maybe that's why Venom's universe doesn't have a Spider-Man. And Madam Web shows up, says, you don't understand. There was a hero that stopped this and this and this, but they came up with a plan, went back and stopped them from ever being born. He was Peter Parker. He was Spider-Man. And they all go, well, then we got to fix things and we got to go back. I mean, it would be consistent with that and would explain why you've got a Venom without a Spider-Man.
1: Yeah. I'm not I, saying that's what they're doing. i am there for that, man. I mean, the more I think about it, it sounds good to me. Yeah. I mean, bring it up. I, I yeah. really still
0: doubt Andrew Garfield. is Andrew Garfield, I do not believe, is ever coming back as Spider-Man. I mean, popping up as a cameo here and there, maybe. But I don't think he's ever playing I Spider-Man. I want him to.
2: Because he's the Spider-Man who fucked. <laughs> I...
0: <laughs> I love Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I really do. He's my favorite Spider-Man. All right, what's next?
2: From Jonathan Robinette. On the best and worst natural disaster movies, Rob, knowing is not a natural disaster film. It's a science fiction film.
0: Bruh. But with
1: natural disaster in it. You're going to
2: step into his house and tell him what sci-fi?
1: I mean, uh, technically, you could say that lots of natural disaster movies are science fiction. Sure. The Swarm, my worst. I mean, you have... A nuclear core of a of a nuclear power plant that's exposed to the people Cody, are Cody's around. pick
0: the core the
1: total like all fiction. that technology is totally Look, science the fiction. natural at the end of knowing a solar flare destroys the world that is a truth that can happen that's that's a naturally occurring phenomenon. Yeah. So it's absolutely a natural disaster. I movie. agree with you, I and agree. it's a science fiction film.
0: But I mean, I but to their aliens point, in it. When you first brought up knowing, I also kind of like, is yeah. that really a natural disaster? Yeah. But you made a good point.
1: It's like you know what? Yes, That is a natural. And, disaster. And movie. not only that, at the end of the movie, the Earth is destroyed. Yeah, it's one of the best natural disaster movies. All
4: right, what's he, next? He should have seen his reaction when I said uh, mine at the very oh, end. Oh, I was so pissed I didn't
1: pick that. Oh yeah, what what was the one? Melancholy. Melancholy. That's I mean, a that's one. a great natural disaster movie. All all right. Just like The Happening, my pick.
4: The <laughs> natural disaster movie, The Happening. Why do you guys laugh? That movie. That, move, it. that movie, movie itself an, is a disaster. That movie well, yeah, was a natural disaster. Wow. All right. Really? Really, nice. I just, from Nash yeah, Red's no.
2: 99 with the Beast Talk, how has no one mentioned the classic film Roar? It features a young Melanie Griffin who was mauled and had to get 50 stitches from one to the 132 lions in the film.
1: That's all we one got. Of the, Okay. I I'm not familiar with Roar. It's crazy. It's a it's it's basically a documentary about how they lived with these real cats with Melanie Griffith. Yeah, and Dakota it's, uh, Johnson's mom. Yes, yes, really. And it's 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 um oh the famous actress uh, Melanie Griffith. It's Tippi Hedren. <laughs> Tippi, Tippi Hedren and yeah. the birds. Yeah, aw, yeah,
2: love her. Yeah, you, I I
1: I'm not even aware you, of it. I'll just it watch the trailer. You'll be like, this is not real. It is real.
2: All right, Dang. you got me. All right, thanks for bringing that and putting it on the radar, man. Mm-hmm. All right, what's next? From 9.8 Slabs Only, what's a 50-50 shot?
1: Oh, 50-50 shots, like if there's a person here, like it's you're looking at it from the side and their faces are in front of each other. Like a good
0: this. example of that, if you watch the first episode of She-Hulk, there's a part where Hulk and She-Hulk are facing each other in the frame and doing the namaste thing. Yep, that would be an example That's of a 50-50, 50-50 shot. <laughs> All right, good question. What's next?
2: Um, and then just a bunch of support, Jordan Malarca and Jason Oterio. Thanks so much, you guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And guys, that'll do it for today's installment
0: of the John Campus Show. Thank you so much for being here and making the show part of your day. And this is the end of the week. So the, the part of your week. So thank you so much, guys. Hey, don't forget, we got a lot of really cool stuff coming up. First of all, later today at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So about three hours from now, we have a new episode of Open Mic going live at 3 p.m. So if you're around and you got some time, come on and join us as we uh, talk about all the things that you guys want to talk about. So that'll be good. And also don't forget on Monday, big day, big day on Monday, because Monday, not only does the John Campy show return, but in the afternoon on Monday at 3 p.m., we have our first post-game after show open spoiler discussion of the new Game of Thrones show, House of the Dragon. And we are so stoked about that. That show, of course, comes out Sunday. Now, we're, people might be asking, why aren't you doing a pregame show for it today? Because we literally know nothing about it yet. You know, Like with She-Hulk, that's in the MCU. We can have theories and speculate a lot. With this particular world set hundreds of years before games, we don't know anything. So we will probably start having pregame shows for it on Fridays. But... For today we got open mic, and Monday we're gonna do the after show for it. Very, very excited about it. Make sure you guys join us for that as well. All right. So for everybody in the room here, Mr. Robert Meyer Burnett, the wonderful Chris Carr, Rayora over there, and right beside him, producer Jonathan Voico. My name's John Campia. That'll do it for us, guys. Thanks so much for being here. And until next time, my friends, bye-bye.